It is the roundtable on Dog Post, November 6th. Fletcher Page and Dean Leggy. Fletcher, after being on assignment, dealing with some things in the Commonwealth. How was the bluegrass, Fletcher? We're going to get into football in a second. Uh, which parts? Okay. I feel like we've covered enough of the bluegrass. <laughs> I get twenty. Uh, I get twenty seconds later in the show um, oh, to talk about Kentucky football. But no, I, I got a news tip from uh, Carter Strickland. Uh, that's a name people might remember. I uh, used to cover Georgia. Um, he gave me a tip about a sports psychologist that's actually been friends with John Calipari for twenty years. So I was working on that last week and a couple of other things. And uh, I'm also flaky and sketchy and mostly just unreliable. So uh, I was able to. Remain consistent, though. I'm, I'm consistent in that I'm not inconsistent. You're consistently flaky. That is true. Uh, Georgia, since we last spoke, is now the, I don't know if you call them the number one team in the country, but by, I guess, the most important metric. Yeah, I mean, by the most important metric out there, they are the number one team in the country. Um, um, they defeated South Carolina in a, um, you know, Routine kind of game. It wasn't. I've I've seen them play better this season. It wasn't anything unbelievable. Uh, started the game off with an onside kick that didn't quite work out, and you know, um, took it from there. But they did win twenty four to ten. Never really were threatened in that game. I think it was tied maybe uh, a, a little bit early in the game. But Fletcher, they kind of just pushed away. Uh, and South Carolina is now six and three, I believe. Georgia at nine and zero, and now the really critical game against Auburn. So the onside kick, did that make people mad? I'm actually replaying the game right now. This is kind of the only reason I mentioned it. It was there. Um, the kid from Carolina was backing off the ball a lot. Um, he was going too quick, um, but they didn't recover it. And um, I just – I said after the game, and I, kind of, I think I'm kind of going back and forth on this, but if you're the better team, I'm just not sure why you have to do that sometimes. You don't want to overcoach. Kirby's – you know, Kirby's discussion point after the game was, hey, we're going to be the aggressor, um, et cetera. But, um, and I, I, I love that. Uh, what I, I just didn't think that that particular situation was the greatest moment to, to call an onside kick. It helps when you've got that defense. You're not so worried about a short field, maybe. And, you know, it's interesting to me that when I was down in Georgia to interview Jaron Williams, the uh, quarterback that's committed to Kentucky at South Gwinnett. Uh, an assistant coach busted in uh, the interview I was having with the head coach, um, and and he said that he'd been watching tape of the team they were about to play, and he and he had found um, kind of similar to what you're talking about um, on punt return when teams were punting. They found one guy that was backing off the ball uh, uh, pre-snap, much. and they were like, "I think we can hit him with a fake punt." So I, I I think I'm fine with the call. Like I said, the defense gives you sort of a um, well, you call that a safety blanket. Uh, sure. You're not so worried about 20 or 30 yards there. And uh, if you if you think you've got found a weakness that you can exploit, uh, I, you know I'm cool with it. The, I, I'm cool with the call. Obviously, it's the same thing as anything. Then you, if you're going to make the call, the call was probably execute. correct, like you said, it was there, and they just didn't execute it. So, and it's tough to execute a, a, a trick onside kick. 
you know, Alabama had success with it two years ago against Clemson. That really did change that game and got them the national. Well, we assume that changed the game. It certainly felt like it to me. But, the, I, you know, it was the first get, play of the game. They got down inside the, the 30, but Carolina kind of went sideways from there. I don't want to, you know, it took a shot in the end zone. Uh, I don't. I don't know. But but look, I, I can. I can only be. I mean, got to be intellectually, you know, honest about it. If you're, I've, I've spent a long time talking privately, for sure, to you and to other people about how you have to be aggressive, how you have to be the person um, on the front foot, on the right foot, so to speak. Um, and so I don't have so much grief with it. Um, I just didn't know that it was necessary right then, but it's kind of irrelevant. I mean, you're talking about a double-digit win. And the other thing, too, Kirby may have known, I mean, Carolina has really struggled with field goals this year, um, but that's neither here nor there. Look, their biggest game of the season is coming up right now. And this Auburn game is the margin for error. Um, before we talk about that, I do want to get your initial thoughts on the um, – or your thoughts on the initial college football playoff um, that came out on Tuesday with Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, and then Clemson. Because everything's kind of changed, not in the top four, but with Penn State and Ohio State losing, um, the Big Ten's in real trouble. Yeah, Big Ten's in trouble. Uh, yeah, I agree with you that this is Georgia's biggest game coming up, um, but every every game that they play moving forward will, will automatically become their biggest game moving uh, of the season. Um, I, I thought the college football was, was straight. I, I think it's... I think Notre Dame's schedule has been impressive, um, so I, I certainly think they deserve to be there. And the game they played with Georgia was, you know, a one-point game. It was exciting, entertaining, and uh, you know, so just because they lost to Georgia didn't disqualify them to me. And um, yeah, I, I think it was spot on. Do you think that? Um, I mean, inevitably. I mean, this past weekend looked like. You just kind of had to hold on to win. I mean, Georgia and Bama both, I'm not going to call them sloppy, but they both had challenging home games against teams that are, you know, not cream cream puffs on their schedule. I mean, I don't know. We can talk about Ohio State some other time. I don't know what the hell happened there. I don't, Penn, I'm not, I have no interest in talking about Ohio State. Penn State losing, which was not necessarily, I mean, I, I don't know. And then you've got Clemson holding on. Uh, Oklahoma, I don't know if that was holding on so much as it was running out as much as you could against Oklahoma State. And then this week, things will just be just as you know, sort of interesting because of the schedule um, that's going on this week. I mean, you've got Georgia-Auburn, excuse me, Georgia at Auburn, Alabama's at Mississippi State. Um, it's, it's a challenging um, – and te- Texas Christian plays Oklahoma – um, it's it's a big week, and uh, you could see movement again. And I, I'm leaving out probably the most important game. I think the most important game is uh, is is Georgia at Auburn because if Georgia wins that game, it's going to be tough. Uh, it just sets up to where both of the champion, the both the teams that go to the championship of the, of the SEC championship will get into the into the college football playoff. I mean, ESPN is beating the drum. They're both ranked one and two. I mean, it's anyway, but but the Miami Notre Dame game um, that is huge. Uh, it it is, it is taking the place of what we thought would be the sort of game of the year in the ACC. 
which is Florida State at Clemson. It's not Clemson's fault that Florida State's so bad. Um, I'm sure they'll take it. But Miami-Notre Dame, that, that game is gigantic on a lot of different levels. Yeah, definitely. And, and again, I have to give credit to Notre Dame for scheduling. I, mean, I know that drives people crazy that they're not in a conference, so they'll get a bye week in week 13 or, or, championship, or conference championship week. But to, for them to schedule Georgia, Michigan State, uh, USC, NC State, which is a good team this year, Miami, and then they got Stanford at the end of the year. And you mix in games like Navy. Wake Forest isn't terrible. Um, they didn't know UNC wasn't going to be good when they probably lined that one up. They've got a great schedule. I mean, this is this is a this is a high level caliber schedule. So uh, I, I certainly and of course Miami uh, is a hard team that's kind of hard to read. Uh, they sort of you know I think they've been gotten. I don't I don't believe in luck, but uh, they didn't look great uh, sort of getting by teams like Georgia Tech and and Florida State. Um, but they were they looked really good against Virginia Tech, so uh, this, this is going to be a really good game this weekend. I should have mentioned them as well. I mean, that was a significant win for them over Virginia Tech. I, I don't know the ACC as well as in the SEC. I mean, Clemson. I don't. I don't think Clemson can lose the ACC, whatever division they're in. Can they? I think that they've pretty much got that thing wrapped up. But man, Clemson fans. Whew. They what, are, they, what, which, they are which, sensitive after that game. They are really what, sensitive what? about their defense. What? what fill me in. I'm, 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 I mean, I kind of missed it. This past weekend um, was a lot. There was a lot going well, on. Dude, I think it. A lot of this. Actually, has I to think do with, I think Clemson just. I mean, unless my math is wrong here, I mean, Florida State can't win it. So yes, no, Clemson is not done. They would need to lose, and NC State would need to win out. So possible. Sure, in the weird world, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I just think that clearly, you know, Clemson's coming off of a what two or three year or two year run uh, mm-hmm. of just great football, but it also, uh, I, I think their defense is uh, overrated. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, clearly, the past couple weeks haven't been great for them, but I think too, a lot of this has to do with you get you're coming off having the greatest player in your program's history. Um, and to try to replace the production and the presence of a quarterback like Deshaun Watson is something that I think fans just, it takes, it's hard to go from Aaron Murray to uh, a run of not Aaron Murray. So now you're just trying to figure out, uh, you know, it's, it's harder. I guess it's just, it's just some of the things that I saw. Uh, obviously, I have a swath of Clemson fans that are in my personal social media sphere um, from where I grew up. A lot of Clemson and Tennessee fans from where I am from, so I get to see it every Saturday. And I feel like for – I don't know if this is right or wrong, man, but I feel like my Facebook feed is a good way for me to gauge like uh, political uh, leanings and uh, college football fan anxieties and whatever it is. I use my Facebook feed for that. Um and Clemson right now, I feel like there's a lot of anxiety among that fan base about this season. Uh, um, I mean, I know them well. But well, if, if you're Texas yeah, A&M. I think they, yeah, I think they know they're not as good as they were last if you, year. If you're Texas A&M and you have Johnny Manziel, you feel like you got a shot in any game, including Alabama, which they should prove. If you're Clemson and you have Deshaun Watson, you feel like you have a shot in every game, especially Alabama, uh, which they proved twice. So now I think that you're still that you're still probably the same team, same level of, of talent across the board, 
But you no. don't. Have, but you don't they're, have that they're, one. But they're, but they're. But they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not the same amount of talent. They're clearly not. I think it. I think it, that they're. Pro, if they're probably not. They're good. But they're but still. They're I'm, but yeah. it's not like they just fell off a cliff like can potentially no. happen in other places. So when you lose that presence, um, you know. Georgia might have to go through it next year with without having Nick and Sony. Now, mm. obviously, they've recruited at such a high level that that could be alleviated very quickly. Uh, but there, the potential for that is there whenever you lose such a dominating presence. Well, I think the biggest, I mean, the immediate comparison would be Mississippi State with Dak, Dak. Prescott. I mean, he was just a dynamic, game-changing guy. And for State, they didn't really go backwards um necessarily they haven't necessarily gone backwards over the time that he left i mean they're not as good as they were i mean they were the number one team in the country in 2014 when the playoff came out for clemson right now um you know the auburn game still stands as their best win mm -hmm. uh virginia the virginia tech win is not looking as good louisville obviously is a disaster so you're kind of looking around going all right you know I think the number one anxiety for Clemson right now is there's two. I mean, they're not – I don't – they have proven – there's three. They have proven that they could lose to anyone, okay? Anyone that is mediocre, they can lose. So they've already lost to Syracuse. The year before, they lost to Pittsburgh. I mean, Davos Swing's had several inexplicable, strange losses through his time. Yeah, I mean, I say it happens. It particularly happens. It happens at Alabama. It does. It happens. I mean, it, it's going to happen. Okay, uh, no, but the the other there's two things that really get under their. I think the biggest thing that gets under their skin is South Carolina ain't exactly the dumpster fire that it used to be. And if you listen to this game, uh, this um, call last week with uh, Josh Kennel from the state, it, you know, <laughs> oh, Josh took my place. Yeah, that's how I mean, it is. Well, got pretty good ratings too. Um, the big thing for Carolina people and Clemson people that again that five game thing, South Carolina is probably not going to roll over and die for Clemson this year, and that is an unnerving thing for for Clemson fans. And then I think finally and most importantly, truthfully, you know, do they get passed in this thing? Even if they went out, I don't think they do. I don't, I don't think, think they will. I don't think they do. But Oklahoma, you know, if they start scoring like 60 to 15, you know, That's you're going to make a pretty good case for Oklahoma. And that would really get under Clemson fans' skin because of the whole thing from two years ago with Baker Mayfield and so forth. Right now, I would probably think Oklahoma would, you know, I would take Oklahoma in that matchup. But it would be a dogfight. I'd be curious. I'd be curious to watch it play. But the, the main thing with Clemson people right now is, they're not as good as they were last year, and that's a tough thing to deal with. I feel like me and Josh Kendall are branch kin because, you know, <laughs> I, you, there, there's only one requirement to be a, be a guest on your show is that you have to be from the Northeast Georgia mountains. But I'm glad that uh, I'm glad. you probably are. You probably are kin. In well, some we, way. we always flush twice in Young Harris because I know Fannin County needed the water. Well, I don't know if that was really necessary. <laughs> I'm trying to find the college football playoff standings uh, on my phone here so I can talk about it. So it looks like it's going to come down to Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Oklahoma, and then Miami still being undefeated, which obviously Clemson and Miami would right. play. I mean, I don't, I, I, you know, I've tried to tell everyone in, you know, in my group, my, I mean, that are not morons, 
uh, I said, look, you know, Miami's going to win the conference in the next five years. And, you know, you see these looks of, no, it's only ever going to be Clemson or Florida State. And it's like, are you serious? <laughs> I mean, I mean, Mark, Mark has got it. I mean, this was before they were good that I said that. Mark has got it to where Miami is a functional, you know, team now. And they're a legitimate national championship contender. And, you know, the, uh, one last thing about Clemson, they have not played well in the ACC championship game two years in a row. So that's another sort of – so they're just sensitive right now, man. That's the big thing. But but for Miami, I mean, Miami's got to get past Notre Dame. It's at home. I don't think I, – I like Miami. Excuse me, I like Notre Dame in that one, even though it's in Miami. I, and Wisconsin's the other team, right? Well, I just don't know how Wisconsin gets well, into this. Well, this is how it works out, and this is why I, I am a – It's totally unfair. Well, I think that there sh- it should be an 18 playoff, and it's a very simple uh, explanation for why. Is that almost every every level of of football has an eight team or probably more playoff setup um, division lower divisions of college and then the NFL so so obviously four teams I'm fine with it though because I'm okay with four because teams have teams will start knocking each other out here so let's just go with the Alabama Georgia Notre Dame Clemson Oklahoma Wisconsin and Miami. Those would be your seven teams that have a chance to get in right now. Well, hold on. I, I think I've also got Auburn in them. I mean, Auburn in, can still get in. Okay. Well, I, that's, that sounds that's crazy, but it does. It's okay. True. That's eight teams. Well, Notre Dame and Miami are going to play each other. So right. one of the but it, the loser of that game really takes itself out because Miami's schedule is not good enough to make it in on one loss, and Notre Dame would then have two losses. Be and those would be two really great losses, but you start to really have a hard time overcoming that. Um, Alabama and Auburn will play each other. Right. Um, we assume then Georgia and Auburn play each other, and then we and then Georgia will then again have to play either Alabama or Auburn again. Um, or Mississippi State. Yep. Or okay, Alabama or Auburn, like I said. Uh, sorry, State. <laughs> um, and then Clemson and Miami will play. Uh, so, you know, you start to. I understand that. I like I said, I want eight teams, but really the playoff bracket. Is, has been going on forever this season. And, and so you just can't uh, you can't lose now and overcome these things, especially, like I said, if you're a Notre Dame team well, and, I, and you're playing Yeah, Miami. I think it depends who you are. Like, if you have a current cur- – if you currently have a loss or if your name is Wisconsin or Miami, you can't lose. trouble, people. yeah. Yeah. You can't. So, I mean, like, Clemson can't – I mean, obviously Clemson could not have survived losing NC State, but – they can't survive losing South Carolina or Florida right. State or the ACC championship game. You know, Miami, Miami's undefeated. I mean, I don't. I, I think it's possible they could survive if they play Notre Dame like to yes. some classic game like yes. they have been. Stick, stick with me here. If yeah. they lose Notre Dame at home by a point, they go on to win the conference championship over Clemson. Yeah. Oklahoma loses. In their championship game, and Ohio State wins its championship game. You got a one-loss ACC champion, Miami. They're not going to get in, right? Well, see that, but see that's why I don't. I like I said, I want it to be eight teams because I think if you win your conference, you should get in automatically. And obviously, since there's there's you know five conferences, automatically one of those guys is out. Excuse me, one of those teams is out. Um, but. I don't get so mad about it being four teams because, like I said, it takes care of itself. You're talking about if you win here but lose there, and if, you, if this team loses, and then you could get back in if that team loses. Well, 
just don't lose from now on, and then you don't have. Then we don't we're have not, to listen to your excuses. I know. I'm just you, saying. You that know, it you takes know care thing, of itself. The big thing we're not talking about here is the elephant in the room, which is, I mean, legitimately one of them is an elephant. You know, you got Georgia and Alabama, and, and it, it appears that they are on. They're both of them are on their way to the playoff, and that would be a first. With would be two conference teams uh, in the same in the, in the playoff. It wouldn't be the first first because last year Ohio State went without winning their division. So it's not the, – the notion that you have to win your conference is incorrect. The notion that winning your conference helps you – Oh, yeah. I mean, the winner of the SEC, there's no doubt that they will get in. Even if they both lost to Auburn, the, the winner of that championship game would go. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, I said they both lost Auburn. They, they can't both lose to Auburn because then Auburn would be in it. Right. But exactly. If, but 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 if the, if then Georgia beat Auburn, they would say, well, we beat everybody on our schedule. We got one loss. We're one loss. This is champions. We have to go. So you know, you get my point. Right. I do. Yeah. I, I do wonder in the future if I mean because we haven't talked about Washington either. You know, UW. Um, they got a pretty bad loss. They have a real small margin for error. I'm not sure they said it's zero. Yeah. Well, it's um, a, it's just like a murder case, and if you you're you're trying to take a suspect off the list, you're not putting suspects on the list in this case. So if you you, you just don't want to give a reason for somebody to strike you out. So if you're undefeated, um, if you win your conference, they can't strike you out. You know what I mean? So you, you there's, don't want to get I mean, the, the, to your name. The, the ACC champion and the SEC champion have the clearest paths. Right. I mean, they are going to go if, unless you know, madness happens to to, I guess to Clemson. I mean, or my, or both of them. I mean, Miami could still have a crazy game in there, but Clemson's the going to be undefeated. They're going to win out. They're, they're going to have one loss. That's right. Coming into the ACC championship game. It, it, and they will play in either one loss or, a, or an undefeated ACC champion. Now, now again, now you're talking about this too, Fletcher. Will there be pressure at the end if Wisconsin beats Ohio State to win the Big Ten? They are an undefeated Big Ten champion. Are they going to get left out because of a one-loss ACC champion? You know – particularly if that one loss is to Syracuse. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, there's all sorts of things there. I mean, does the does an undefeated Big Ten take out a one-loss SEC? Yeah, see, I, I don't really like talking about this because, like I said, these things take care of themselves over the next they week. Do. They do. Well, but that, that's kind of our, our you know, I the, know. The, the point here is to have sort of what else. Well, that's why it, it hurt, you know, I know that fans get people got real. I saw some Wisconsin fans that I act like I, know, I just know the pulse of every fan base, don't I? Or I have yes. no idea what Wisconsin fans say. <laughs> yeah. um, but for Ohio State and Penn State to lose is bad for Wisconsin, obviously, totally. and uh, that really hurts their chance. I mean, nobody even knows anything about you. Hey, I want you to name me two players off Wisconsin's I team. I, I don't, don't know anybody at Wisconsin. Yep, and so that's their problem that they that, and that's on them. They have to make I'm a Heisman Trophy job to make us I, pay I, attention. I, I'm a Heisman Trophy. I watch a lot of football. I don't know a single player on Wisconsin's team. That's a really lopsided. Uh, the, the divisions in that in the Big Ten are really lopsided. 
there's not I mean, if you're if you're the Big Ten, I don't really know what you can do. I mean, you can go to some antiquated not antiquated, but just some bizarre setup like the ACC. I mean, where um, you know, you've got leaders and that whole deal. I mean, you were there during that time. That didn't make a lot of sense either. Well, you can't placate to who's good now and who's better, who might be right, better later. You just let, you just need your teams to not suck. So here's step the thing. your game up with uh, Illinois. Well, here, hey, let me just say this too. I, I keep saying Ohio State, Michigan State. If they win at Ohio State, would would go. It would it would be them. They would be the ones who would be the the leader in that on that eastern side. I mean, Penn State is eliminated on that side. So, um, and, and Ohio State's in the lead, but they but they they've got to deal with Michigan State. They're basically tied. Uh, Michigan has two losses, so they're basically done. So, it's it's it is a mess. But Wisconsin. I mean, if you look at Wisconsin, we're talking way too much about Stuff. games people don't care about. But like, if you look at, I'm not sure if Wisconsin has played a ranked team. I'm on it. No, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. They haven't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We don't know anything about them because we 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 haven't been made to know anything. Like we, no. you know, there's no reason to know anything about Wisconsin yet. And obviously, they're going to push for that. Well, I guess they're going to play a ranked uh, Iowa this weekend, but that's at home. It's okay. T- if so, they'll get Michigan, Iowa. I think it'll take care of itself. I, I don't. I, I bet you Wisconsin doesn't make it. Tremendously. I mean, I think. It, I think if you got an undefeated team, a major conference champion, undefeated, it's tough to keep them out. I just don't know that they're going to be kept out, man. Well, again, too, like I just said, and that, that people will start picking Clemson apart. Right, but what? What? Like you just said. They haven't beat, played anybody that's been ranked. Well, they're about to play two in two weeks. So the, yeah. the, these things take care of themselves. Now their rating will reflect the fact that they will have beaten, if they do, two ranked opponents. And then uh, a Minnesota team with P.J. Fleck up there rowing the boat to finish I don't even season. Know, I don't even know what that guy – what, what is he talking about? I don't know what he's talking about. They're but I just know that league. It's his first year on a job at a school that had major gang rape allegations. You got excuses you for no. You, you have got, no standards. You have no standards for, for rebuilds. It is it, <sighs> you're you are an, a coach elitist. Urban you are Meyer, an Urban Meyer was undefeated his first season at, at Ohio, Ohio State. State with a full cupboard. They had a come on, man. I'm saying this guy's I don't up know, there freezing his ass off in Minneapolis, I, which is the Austin of the North. Pretty cool move to go from he, Kalamazoo. The guy's a corny. Okay, I get it. He's a corny guy. But give us what time. And if you're, hey, you need to check in on this. The fastest player in the state of Georgia, I believe, high school, plays for he plays for a Gwinnett team, I believe, South Gwinnett, and he is committed to uh, to Minnesota. This guy is. This guy's got kids from DeKalb, Duluth. You need to check in on this. He's he's really he's stealing some of Georgia Southern and Georgia State and Georgia Tech's recruits. (laughs) Georgia Tech. Why you put that in there, didn't you? It just says that this guy is. What is he talking about? Row the boat, bitch! It is thirty degrees out here, and it's no, middle see, October. You ain't, I don't you ain't about be, that life. You no, see, I'm not about that life. You, if this guy would have come into your living room as a recruit, it would have been a bad fit. You guys would have just shook hands and had the cake and pot punch and pie, and he would have left. It, it, rowing it, the boat no, it is, is, a, is a mentality. 
It is 33 It doesn't degrees. matter. It doesn't matter it what the temperature is. It doesn't matter where you've been or where you think it you're was, going. You just got to keep rowing that boat. And that's how you're going to get That's how you're going to get from one side yeah, to the other. Yeah, you row that bitch right out of Minnesota. If he I'll get, be yeah, well, <laughs> I just don't understand how a guy in his first year, uh, the, the school fired its AD and it had players that were involved in gang rapes, allegedly. Well, hey, listen, man. Hey, and listen, you're, and listen. you're talking like this guy's supposed to win the conference. Or uh, let me, I think uh, there's a pattern developing here, which is that these Big Ten schools seem to have a few distractions which cause coaching changes. Minnesota, Ohio State. Penn State, we don't even need to get Illinois. into Illinois. I mean, talk about a dumbass coaching staff. That Indi- Illinois Indiana, staff. Indiana just went through the same thing with uh, tr- with allegations that they didn't treat players' injuries um, correctly. I'm talking about the Illinois staff while you Them were up. too. I was there. That's what they yeah. were doing. It's unacceptable to do some of the things that they did. We can talk about that some other well, time. Certainly, but if if here's the, here's what it is with a lot of this shit, and and I've seen it up here. See, I see up here at Kentucky. <laughs> They've got a couple guys here in Kentucky that they treat differently than the rest of the players because they have to have them on the field. And when you're getting paid three million dollars a year, you want to make three million dollars again a year uh, again the next year. Okay, so it's either it's either you end up doing some things that you will probably regret later, and that's sort of the the system that we've encouraged. Unfortunately, having integrity in this business is a weakness. Unfortunately, are we going to talk about Georgia Auburn? Oh, yeah, that's a pretty big game. Were you surprised with Georgia being favored in this game? No. Georgia is – it's cool now for me. So, I'm a, obviously, every damn weekend somebody's got to come up to me and be like, don't you wish you were still covering yeah, Georgia? Still out the dogs, watching you the dogs cover this Kentucky team. I'm like, it ain't so bad whenever I'm watching Mark Fox struggle to beat Liberty or whoever, <laughs> and I'm watching uh, Kentucky win by 50. Uh, in basketball, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's cool to me though because there is a lot of respect up here for Georgia. I mean, pe- the way people talk about Georgia, and see, I'm, I'm getting uh, Kentucky media, and then the people, the opposing media that come through and get to see them. Everybody thinks Georgia is a powerhouse. I think the past two <laughs> week, I think the past two weeks, people are thinking it, you, it went from yeah, wait till Alabama to. Georgia can beat Alabama, especially with the injuries that well, what, are mounting over there. Why? 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 What? I mean, what's so great about the Gators and Carolina? I mean, I think Carolina. I mean, I think Carolina's going to beat the, the Gators. Well, it really, it really got going. I think clearly people have been watching Georgia because of the Eason injury and Fromm, and then obviously it's Kirby's second year. But once right. they did what they did to Tennessee, I mean, that was that was strong. See, that matters in in, in Kentucky. Yep, that got people's attention. And then obviously you start rolling through and you start piling up those kind of wins that feel all feel the same. Vanderbilt felt that way. Florida felt that way. And they've just sort of rolling through here and just getting stronger and stronger. And, uh, you know, as long as they've got yeah, I mean, Sony. I, I just, I'm not sure they play, they're playing dramatically better. I mean, I think their best time was the times that you mentioned. Mississippi State, October. Mississippi State was another one of yeah. those wins. That's, I mean, the most, that's, that's the most impressive win against, I, I think. States well, up. I don't think it's a better win than Notre Dame. But uh, I'm sorry, I completely forgot about Notre Dame. That was a great game, uh, but it, just in terms of SEC games, uh, I know State's a little bit bipolar. Um, but you know, I, I just think that it's been interesting to hear the way people talk about Georgia, just the way they run the ball and the way that their defense has been. Uh, people have a lot of respect for it. 
You know, Auburn, I don't think, has lost at home this year yet, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I know they lost at Clemson. I think the LSU game was on the road as well. It was. Well, this is why and, I like to talk about these things after the 12-game slate because they haven't played Georgia at home. And I don't know, wh- who do they play? Do they get Alabama <laughs> okay. Do they get Alabama at home? They do. They do. They got So, yeah, so start. they haven't lost at home. They haven't played anybody at home. Well, let's, you know, they, they beat Georgia Southern. Oh, that was Mar- a tough one. What the hell happened to Georgia Southern? Can we talk about another 20 minutes? We are. We're, 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 I know, keep you going. Know what? Keep I think going. we've learned our lesson we with Don't that. ever talk about them again. Okay, keep so going. please don't. Just let me roll through this keep before going. you start start with your judgment. Uh, Georgia Southern, don't Mercer. Count. Don't count. Mississippi State. Counts. Ole Miss. Nope. All right, so they've had a big game at home, which is which is, which is State, and they really played well in that game. Yeah. What's so, the West my, is hard my, here's my out. thing, okay? Here's my only thing with Auburn is I think Georgia should win this game. Yes. Okay. But <laughs> Georgia should win every game left on their schedule, regular well, season man, schedule. Could I just because because I think a lot of people look at this the same way that I do. If you want to lose sleep this week, I think that's completely. I think that's completely normal. No, and, it's and not here, normal to lose sleep about a college football game. If you want to lose, sleep, <laughs> it's it's fine. And here's why. Is that you know what Auburn is? They're legit. They're they're. This isn't you know Vanderbilt or they got some talent is what you're saying. They've got guys. You look at them statistically. They're scoring 37 points a game. Now they're allowing 17, which is pretty good, but it's not as dominant as Alabama and Georgia. They are very balanced. 237 on the ground, 229 in the air. All right, that's pretty good. 466. That's about. That's a little worse than Missouri, but that's in the Missouri ballpark. Now, defensively, they're again, they're not like Alabama or Georgia, but they're pretty good. They're only allowing 307, but they're allowing 126 on the ground. So what does that mean, 126? All right, so 126, everybody currently, that's the, that's the third best that Georgia will face this season if they play Alabama. All right? That's a little bit better than Georgia Tech is allowing. It's a little bit better than Kentucky. That's not as good as, obviously, Alabama or Georgia. It's, it's not quite as good as Mississippi State. Mississippi State gave, given up 124, and Notre Dame's given up 130. What that means to me is Georgia's run game, which is averaging 279, going up against 126. Now, 126, if we're being honest, is pretty good. That's not bad at all. But what 126 means to me is Georgia should get about 200 yards rushing, which means, in theory, that they should be able to control this game. Um, they allowed 89, Georgia's allowed 89 on the ground. Notre Dame is averaging 325 on the ground. They didn't come close to that on the ground against Georgia. Uh, Tennessee didn't do shit. 130, 103 for Vandy. I mean, a lot of these teams, Florida was the closest. Florida was at 161 against Georgia's 89. They got up there. They got near there. Carolina didn't come within 70 yards. I mean, Carolina was coming in at 115, and they only had, I think it was fewer than 50 yards. So this matchup is definitely going to be strength on strength. If you're Auburn, you're going to have to take advantage of Georgia's pass defense. I mean, pass defensive statistics are pretty skewed. I would say they are not reality. impossible to have an actual conversation about. Yeah, they're they are not reality based because Tennessee is a national leader, giving up 150 yards. Georgia didn't. Well, everybody's throw running the ball on them in yeah, the second no half. Bobby, 
Nobody bothers, and they're giving up 237 yards on the You don't get ground. a lot of passing yards in the victory formation. <laughs> here's, the big, here's the big change for Georgia, man, since the Brian Schottenheimer days. Oh. They're, they're going for 51% on third down. In pass plays or just in general? No, oh, on third, third down, they're, they're 51%. Now, that just shows that you're in good position. For instance – these solid run teams like Mississippi State, Georgia Tech, and Auburn, they're all above 44%. So, so uh, excuse me, they're all above 50, 45%. So, um, I'd like to know what Georgia's average third down distance is. That's what I was just about to say. It's probably not worse than third and four. Right. Well, 51%, that'll do. That's how you do. win. You know, I, so you think they should win this game. Yeah, I think they should win every game left on their schedule, and I, I say that because, and I say that knowing that when you stack South Carolina, Auburn, Kentucky, and Tech, that's not easy to do. You know, if you take it one by one, yes, Georgia should win each of those games. But um, I, I, it's hard for me to believe that there's not going to be a carryover. I mean, they they were in a pretty tough battle. I mean, I hate to bring up Joey Galloway here, but oh, they, yeah. they got some physical teams to finish this thing off. And then they're going to be right into Alabama, uh, presumably, um, at, at right <laughs> after that. So uh, this is it. I mean, this is why I say uh, everything takes care of itself in terms of what games you're going to be playing in late December or January. Um, and this is the time of the year where these things get sorted out. And for Georgia, you know, Auburn's got, you know, uh, Alabama's got Mercer, Mercer sprinkled in this week. I think Auburn plays UL Monroe next week, I think. Mm-hmm. Um Georgia does not play any of those kinds of teams left, so um, that Tech no. But is, they 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 will beat Kentucky's. Well, they'll routine, they'll routine Kentucky, but again, that's an SEC team that you know is already bowl eligible. So that's not that's not Mercer is what I'm saying. So that's it. No. It's it's time to it's time to prove your physicality, as Joey Galloway would say. Well, someone was saying a, a poster on Dog Post. I think he. I mean, he's got kind of a point here. Is he said that you know is Georgia getting tired? Um, well, that's what I'm saying, basically. I yeah, I don't know. I agree with good, that poster. It's a fair question. Uh, it's, it's a good. I think it's a fair question for sure. Um, it's a long season. That that is something that you can deal. Well, shit, they just came off a break. Yeah, I know, but you're, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't look too tired against the Gators. Right. Well, off the bye week. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I mean, look. That here's the thing. You, you go down there. Back helped. You get Natrez. If you if you go down there to Auburn and win the game, and they should win this game, if you go down there and handle your business, and I mean they will be ready to go, then everything else the rest of the season will take care of itself. If you go down there and lose, you're getting you're cutting out that margin of error. It doesn't exist. You got to win the conference championship game, and they can, but you got to then. There's there's no confusion heading into Atlanta if you lose to Auburn. I mean you got to win it. Period. What a and, season and, though. Well, it's a great season. You no, beat, it is. It is. You but, beat but, the piss out of Florida and Tennessee like that in a season, and you set yourself up going into the Auburn game where you're the number one team in the country, and then, yeah. and then likely the Georgia Tech game will be similar. And then you play for, and you're going to play for the SEC championship. Man, what a great season for Kirby. Well, any, 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 yeah, any time you're playing in the, I mean, like it's it, this is not true anymore. But there was a time when that SEC championship game was the biggest game of the year in college football. I mean, I don't, I don't think we can really say that anymore because of the playoff. Right. But 
that that game, you know, it won't get the number that the playoff will get, but it'll get 16 million people. Damn. That's I mean, crazy. that's that's what it will be. I mean, it looks like Alabama has just come out here too. It looks like I mean, Alabama really is. Um, if if Georgia's getting tired, I mean, what's it say about Alabama? Alabama's losing guys. They're down to number five and six at middle linebacker, man. I had, I had someone at trust that said, you know, that's not good, man. That's how you lose to Auburn if you're Alabama. Well, you need right. those guys Again, to go same, side to side. Well, same thing. I mean, it's a long season. Injuries happen. Uh, Alabama's built to withstand these kinds of things. I think yeah. a little bit better than Georgia is um, at, at this point in there. Yeah, but when you, when you get down to number six and right. five. Right, and you're in a lot of trouble. I just – I don't know what you. And if 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 Fitzpatrick's injured, I mean that guy. That guy is what I'm talking about. That's a Deshaun Watson like presence. And obviously, you want it to be at at quarterback, but it can be that presence can be at many places. And man, that kid, he's been doing it since day one. I mean, he's a guy that just completely killed Georgia in 2015 with those pump with a pump block and touchdown. But uh, I'm sorry, you're talking about the kid from Alabama? Yeah, if it's Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't think that's who's out. I know he got um, hurt against uh, against LSU. LSU. Hurt the hamstring. Yeah. So I mean, he still kept playing. But uh, those are the, that's what I'm talking about. Even if it's you're not out, but your hamstrings hurt. I mean, that's yeah. not going to get better till after the season's over. Right. Yeah. So that's the way that's, it goes. That's a problem. That's a yep. problem. Any any further comments? You sound like you're trying to get off the. No, I'm good. I still have a little bit of time. I got a hard out in nine minutes, but. I see that uh, Yante Maiden is <laughs> yeah. I see Yante Maiden is uh, getting some respect down there in Georgia. I um, I have a confession, and I, I hope I probably shouldn't say. Oh. Some, I shouldn't admit these things. Uh, uh, tell me your tell me your confession, son. Yante was the co SEC Player of the Year at Media Day in Nashville for basketball a few weeks ago. You know, he actually split yeah. it with two other players: Robert Williams from A and M and Michael Porter Jr. at Missouri. I was selected to vote in that, and I didn't turn my ballot in. <laughs> and I would have voted for Yante, and now I feel bad because he wouldn't have been Co Player of the Year if I would have voted. He would have just been the preseason player of the year, which sounds a lot better on your resume, doesn't it? <laughs> Should they I, look, I they looked, have admitted this. You know, they looked they looked okay the other night. I, I didn't think that uh, they looked very okay. I mean, they're going to have to pick it up over time here. It can't be any sort of strange losses along the way if you're basketball. I mean – uh, I mean, I think they, I, I think they played solidly, from what I'm understanding, is Virginia, uh, Michigan State against Valdosta. I mean, a Division two school uh, was just too much firepower, probably for the dogs inside. But um, you know, you've got some, you got three gimme games before you go to California uh, over Thanksgiving, and you're playing some games that, in theory, you could lose. I mean, I don't think they should lose to Cal State Fullerton or San Diego State, but. Um, but you, but you could because you're flying across the country and all that stuff. And then their their first real test will be the, the at two o'clock on the championship game, which is you know at Marquette. Okay. Um, well, so they're in a position where they they need to beat Marquette, UMass, Georgia Tech, Temple. They they're going to need they're going to need to win those games. They got to win those games. I'm going to make. Let me tell you something crazy right now that I'm going to revisit 
But I'm going to say right now that I think Georgia has a really good chance to beat Kentucky on New Year's up, up Eve. There. And I'll tell you why. Kentucky plays Louisville, yeah. and then two days later they play Georgia. And then Kentucky has to play like five straight road games or something. That scheduling, no favors there for the Cats. I'm going to revisit it because I know how it goes with Georgia in November and December. It's absolutely miserable to watch their out-of-conference progression. And if they drop one of these, like say they lost to Winthrop. the Upstate. Yeah, yeah. They, it, okay. well, I don't, okay. I don't know about that one. If they lost to somebody like Winthrop and then didn't beat Marquette and Tech, uh, there's no way in hell I'd pick them to beat Kentucky. But if they could make it through some, of, if they can make it through this, and they're looking strong, and they get, and they're relying on some of these younger guys, they could beat Kentucky. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just saying, I'm being positive. Can you believe this? Well, here, here's the thing. <clears throat> Look, they should get to the championship or the um, that they could, you know, they could lose to San Diego State for sure. But they, you better, they you, sh- better you better shut them kids up. Is that what's oh. going on back there? Oh, you killed me! Oh, you put me on mute. That's what's going on. Your face. Your see, you got a little button over there that can hide. Can can make this go away. I respect that. See, that's a veteran move. That is a veteran move. Let me just say this: they could lose. <laughs> they certain. They certainly should probably lose to San Diego State, but they've got a chance to get some decent wins out there in California. Point is, we gotta quit talking about basketball or anything else. I, I get it. You can't. You can't keep them kids quiet for, for you know fewer than forty five minutes. I get it. I can't wait till that little redheaded turd comes out of whoever you marry's body, because <laughs> it's going to be a nightmare then. I tell you that right now. And I'm going to let you know. Go ahead. This is this is real life, people. This isn't this isn't. Did you know, you know that? Did you know that it wasn't that long ago? I used to tell people that I wanted to have five kids. Oh my God! <laughs> and I, that slowly, that number has come come down. Uh, that number is not; it's currently not higher than zero right now. I got things I want to get accomplished before I start this life. I, I mean, I want to, I want to be able to make it through a podcast without having to deal with this this crap. Well, this is sponsored by Huggies, boy. You better get ready. Oh, that's right. Real life. By the way, I got to give you guys props. Uh, I think that the the YouTube videos you guys put out, the headlines really just, there's so many that I could pick from, but I just get right in and I always click on, I'm not really looking at dog posts, YouTube videos, but I'll go and I see the YouTube video of Kirby and I always click just the one with the best headline and it just so happens it's always dog posts. That's, it's incredible. So you guys keep up that good work. Let me, let me tell you something. I had to back, I had to back Wes off of some serious, oh, man. I mean, I like, I like, dude, I said, listen, Wes, we, can't ha- I gotta, we cannot have any dick jokes online. Man. That's <laughs> not going to work. Those are the best. That's why I click into that stuff. No, I know Wes is aggressive, and I enjoy, like just like Kirby, man, sometimes you got to go for that onside kick, and you might not get it, but the, the, call, the call was right. I get it. The mentality is correct. No. I feel you. You're risk averse. See, that's the thing. These football coaches, most of the time, they're always risk averse. That's what got Mark. Rick I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with risk. Well, first of all, Mark Richt is doing just fine where he's at. But uh, I don't have a problem with risk. I have a problem with dick jokes. <laughs> That's not gonna work, man. All right, I gotta go. Let's wrap this up. See ya. <laughs> that was my outro. Goodbye. <laughs>